The Productive Woman, Episode 179. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress, and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thank you for joining me. In this episode, we're talking about motivation and habits and how they can work together to help us be more productive. You'll find more information and links to resources I recommend in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com slash 179. This episode is brought to you by FreshBooks. Now, FreshBooks is the online accounting software that helps me manage my business's finances. And they're offering you, as a Productive Woman listener, a free 30-day all-access trial so you can find out for yourself just how helpful and how very usable it is. If you're a freelancer or a solopreneur, if you're a creative or a coach who's wanting to be profitable in doing the services that you do, um, you owe it to yourself to check out FreshBooks, which you can do by visiting freshbooks.com woman. FreshBooks is incredibly easy to use, but it's also full of powerful features that really let you manage your business efficiently and effectively and focus your time and attention on doing the parts of your business that bring in the money and and that you actually enjoy. It has so many great features. It lets you set up and send customized professional looking invoices using your logo, your brand colors. Even if you're not a graphic designer, you can do this very simply in just a matter of seconds. FreshBooks allows you to accept online payment from your customers. They can just click on a button in that invoice when they receive it, pay you online, getting you paid faster. So the money gets into your bank account quicker uh, and you can use it for the things you need to use it for. You can track the delivery and payment of your invoices from the informative dashboard that is there when you open up FreshBooks, lets you see at a glance kind of the state of the union, so to speak, on your business's finances. Uh, You can even track your time and expenses right on your smartphone. So there are just so many great tools in FreshBooks that make it a, a really outstanding tool for managing your business finances. And as I said, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day unrestricted free trial to the Productive Woman listeners that lets you use it, actually use it in your business and see how well it can work for you. To claim that free trial, just go to freshbooks.com slash woman and enter the Productive Woman in the How Did You Hear About Us section. All right, so let's get right into this week's topic which was um, actually inspired by a quote that I read, and I can't even remember now where I read it. Uh, And here's the quote, motivation is what gets you started. Habit is what keeps you going. And I thought, you know, very interesting concept, 
let's, I wanted to dig into the difference between motivation and habit and see, do I really agree that motivation gets you started, habit keeps you going? So as, as I often do, I start with what do these words mean? So what is motivation? The dictionary that I consulted said motivation is the reason or reasons one has for acting or behaving in a particular way, or the general desire or willingness of someone to do something. A, the, a thesaurus says that synonyms for motivation include motive, motivating force, incentive, stimulus, inspiration, inducement, incitement, uh, not excitement, incitement. Um, it can also be the enthusiasm, drive, ambition, initiative are also synonyms for motivation. And there are two types of motivation. There's intrinsic or internal motivation and extrinsic or external motivation. Um, the strongest motivations are those that come from within us. There are things from outside us that can motivate us to act, but uh, when when that sort of outside force goes away, the motivation goes away as well. That intrinsic or internal motivation is stronger and more long lasting. And it's it's funny as I was researching this and kind of putting the outline together. I realized that I have many times in the past said that I am an externally motivated person. And it's true that I will work out harder, for instance, if I'm working with a trainer or I will meet a deadline for somebody else on their project while letting my own commitments to myself languish um, because I don't like to disappoint somebody else. And I've always thought that meant that I am externally motivated. But I, I, as I was doing the reading and the research here, I realized that actually um, it, it is an internal motivation. I am motivated to please others, to serve others, to, to help them accomplish, you know, something that's important to them. And so I, that, that does come from within me. And I need to, uh, one of the things I've realized is I need to learn to direct that uh, motivation, that internal motivation to also pleasing myself and meeting my commitments to myself. Uh, one thing that I, I thought about as I was um, putting all this together is this idea of what is motivation. I mean, we've looked at the terms, the reason or for acting and that sort of thing, but we often think of it almost as though it's a feeling, if we're feeling motivated. And I wonder, is motivation a feeling or is it something else? And we're going to talk about that a little bit more later. So that's some, some thoughts about what motivation is, what it, the word actually means. What is habit? A dictionary says a habit is a settled or regular tendency or practice, especially one that's hard to give up. Uh, some of the synonyms for habit that I found in the thesaurus were um, custom, practice, routine, pattern, convention, norm, uh, rule, or usage. So some interesting things about habits. So how do motivation and habit interact to help us be productive? A couple of things come to mind. Motivation, as in a reason, can help us create, strengthen, and maintain productive habits. Knowing our why, having a reason for action that's meaningful enough to us can make all the difference in the things that we habitually do. 
On the other hand, habits can be a powerful motivator. We do, we all do certain things simply because we always do them. We, you know, brush our teeth when we get up in the morning because that's just what we always do. Um, there, there's any number of things as we think the way we drive is habitual in many ways. The, you know, where, where we put our purse when we get into the car and, and the order in which we, you know, put, put it into gear, turn the key, all those things, steering and all those things become habits so that we do them almost without thinking. And we, we talked about habit in the past and, and we'll talk more about it in this episode, but those, that, habit, that routine, those things that we always do are powerful motivators to get us to continue to do them. Um, we often say that we need to get motivated to do something, maybe something we need or, or, uh, but don't want to do or something we want to do, but have, have, have had some kind of resistance to getting started. Um, one writer in an article called why motivation is hurting your productivity and how to fix it. This was in a, a Forbes article says that using motivation in this way actually hampers our productivity. He points out that when there's something that needs to get done, rather than waiting to feel motivated uh, or feel motivation before getting started, we just need to start and that can lead us to feeling motivated. Um, he says, nothing creates motivation like taking action. And this goes back to that question I asked a, a few minutes ago about whether motivation is a feeling or something else. Um, waiting to feel motivated uh, is not necessarily the best approach to getting the things done that are most important to us. But those habits that we create, if they're good habits, can actually trigger can, that motivation to uh, motivate us to act. So how can we pro improve our motivation, our reasons for acting? Uh, ironically, as I've said, the right habits can actually create or strengthen motivation. And there are a ton of articles uh, and research about how, uh, about what habits highly motivated people follow. Uh, one article in, in, uh, on time.com listed the seven habits of highly motivated people. In other words, these people stay motivated because of the habits they've developed. And so uh, I, and I'm paraphrasing the points that the article made that these people who are highly motivated, who are getting lots of things done, uh, they know their why, and it's significant enough to keep them going. Um, they change their limiting beliefs, seeking out stories of what's possible instead of accepting the idea that possibilities are limited. They know what they value most and they use their values to drive what they do. They surround themselves with people who act as catalysts, who energize and encourage them but they also energize and encourage themselves. They don't rely on people to do that for them. They focus on progress rather than on failures, and they create compe compelling goals. That is goals that are based on their values, goals that are big enough to challenge them. So those are some things that this article says uh, are hab habitual 
behaviors of people who are highly motivated and accomplish a lot. Uh, and like I said, there are tons of other articles. I'm going to link to a, a whole list of them in the show notes. So if this is an area you're interested in or you want to improve in, there'll be a list of um, articles that you can consult in the show notes for this episode, which you find at theproductivewoman.com slash 179. Um, but th there are several articles about habits that are followed by people who are high achievers who accomplish a lot of things. For example, one article on entrepreneur.com talks about the 10 motivational habits that drive millionaires. Some of them are very similar to the ones I mentioned from that Time article, but they also discuss how um, these highly motivated and uh, high achieving people start their mornings out on the right foot. They, they stretch and take deep breaths. They do uh, something that gives them an easy accomplishment first thing, like making their bed. Um, they create routines to make the morning go smoothly, and they have a short list of goals for the day. So that gets their day started out on the right foot. Uh, these people habitually seek out variety, changing their routines from time to time, or learning a new skill, seeking out new experiences. Our minds are kind of drawn to novelty. And so changing things up a little bit, tweaking the routines, learning a new skill, trying a new experience, those things help us to stay motivated and productive. Uh, the, these people habitually track their progress on the goals that matter to them. They have them written down and they have a chart or some sort of tracking system to make sure that they're, that they are moving forward toward their, those goals. One thing I thought was interesting or that this article mentioned was that these highly motivated and high achieving people cr do what, and I'm quoting here, create environmental anchors. Uh, so for example, they post inspiring quotes or reminders of their goals where they'll see them and keep them top of mind. Um, one of the things I've done recently that's kind of along this lines is I bought Gretchen Rubin's A Happier 2018 Page a Day Calendar. It's one of those little uh, square calendars you can keep on your desk and you tear off the page each day. Each um, I keep it on my desk. Each day has a different suggestion of something to do or a quote that's in inspiring or a question to think about and apply to my own life. And that's the kind of thing that um, I had already bought this, but this article, I, I thought of that when I was reading this article and it talked about these environmental anchors. Um, highly motivated, continually motivated and uh, achieving people are not afraid to get support. They may join a group or have an accountability partner that keeps them focused and making progress. They, these people also have a habit of gratitude. And we've talked about this many times on the show about an attitude of gratitude and being intentionally grateful for the good things, keeping an eye out for things to be thankful for can keep us motivated, keep our attitude correct and, and, and productive. And another habit or practice that these, um, that this article talks about is visualizing the achievement of your goal. Uh, there's, there are studies that show that visualizing something can create the same emotions as actually doing it. And I think the article refers to the fact that there, there have been studies done on athletes that 
um, visualizing practice has virtually the same impact on their skill development as actually practicing, you know, physically practicing the skill. So those are things that we can apply in our lives. Another example uh, that, or another article that I ran across was on inc.com, inc.com, on the 12 habits of extraordinarily motivated people. These are people who stay motivated, who keep themselves motivated, and some of the habits they follow help them do that. Um, This article says these people are internally motivated. So we talked about that earlier, that internal intrinsic motivation is more powerful and more long lasting than external motivations. And so people who stay motivated are, they do so from the inside. They've got a why that drives them. They've got um, whatever it is they're doing, their values uh, keep them going and keep them at it. Um, These people can learn from other people's successes and failures without comparing themselves and beating up themselves for, you know, not doing what somebody else has done. Uh, Being able to watch and learn from what other people do well and maybe their failures without comparing ourselves can be a huge motivator to keep us going. Um, Highly motivated and and productive people encourage and accept feedback from the people around them, the people that they're working with, whether it's their clients, their colleagues, their family members, whatever areas they are pursuing goals in, they look for, ask for, and accept and listen to feedback. These people, um, as was mentioned in some of the other articles, they focus on the positive. Even when something doesn't work out the way they expected, what might be termed a failure, they're looking at what can I learn from that failure? How can I do it better next time? Instead of using failure as a reason to give up, they use it as a learning experience. And they are willing to step outside their comfort zone and stretch themselves. This one kind of made me pause because this is something I, and I've admitted this before. I, this is hard for me. I don't like to do things I don't know how to do because I don't like to do things badly, um, especially if somebody else can see me doing it. And it's cost me opportunities in the past that I've held myself back from trying something new. The fact is, if we try something new, if we, um, you know, stretch ourselves, we're probably going to fail a couple of times before we get it right. And the the folks who stay motivated and who, who let their motivation help them be productive are people who are willing to, to fail. And as we've said, they learn from it. They're, they're okay with that. They don't let it define them or discourage them. They, they learn the lesson and move on. And uh, extraordinarily motivated and productive people are learners. They're always trying to learn, uh, new things. They read, they read a lot and they, um, you know, get, get information from various sources. So those are some habits that can help keep us motivated. One article in particular I read written by James Clear and it's called Motivation, the Scientific Guide on How to Get and Stay Motivated. I I do recommend that you read this article. It's really, really good. um, And I'll have a link in the show notes. But this article focuses on the habit of taking action, the habit of starting no matter how you feel. And he, in the article, Clear says, you don't need much motivation once you've started a behavior. Nearly all of the friction in a task is at the 
beginning. After you start, progress occurs more naturally. In other words, it's often easier to finish a task than it was to start it in the first place. And that is so true. We've talked about that in the past, that starting is often the hardest part. And so sometimes you just have to make a habit of getting started. Some of the keys to developing that habit of starting um, that Clear talks about, he talks about scheduling your motivation. As we've talked about, habits can motivate. If we have a routine that has become a habit of doing certain things in certain ways, such as whether it's exercise or writing or maybe marketing or networking for our business or certain things we do to maintain our home, once it's become, uh, we've developed that routine and it's become habitual, it makes it much easier to start. So schedule a set time for whatever activity it is you want to do. Uh, as, as Clear puts it, scheduling puts your decision-making on autopilot by giving your goals a time and place to live. It makes it more likely that you will follow through regardless of your motivation levels. This, he says, is the difference between professionals and amateurs. Professionals set a schedule and stick to it. Amateurs wait until they feel inspired or motivated. This has been something that really um, has been on my mind a lot um, for, among other things, one of the things I really want to do is write a book. And writing fiction is one thing. I'm, I think I've mentioned in the past, I'm actually, or I've mentioned, maybe it's just been in the community on the Facebook group that I mentioned that I am working on a proposal for a book about some of the things we talk about on this show. And I love to write, but it's hard. It's a different kind of thinking um, than, than what I do even for my law practice or doing the podcast. And if I wait until I feel inspired, I might not ever start because it's an overwhelming uh, project and I don't feel particularly qualified to, to do it, but it's something I really feel compelled to do. And so rather than being an amateur and waiting to feel inspired, I have to schedule time to write, put it on my calendar, and that's an appointment that I will keep. So that's uh, one of the things that Clear says that's key uh, to developing a habit of getting started. Uh, the other one is to create rituals. Uh, for instance, many prolific writers, dancers, and artists have rituals they follow that help them get their work done regardless of how whether they feel motivated. Uh, Mason Curry's book, Daily Rituals, How Artists Work, is just a compendium of these rituals that very well-known artists of various kinds have followed. It was a really interesting book to read. Clear in this article about motivation suggests that we can use the power of ritual to, for instance, exercise consistently, do creative work, start our day stress-free, or even sleep better, for instance, by following a what he calls a power-down routine or ritual before bedtime. He says the key to any good ritual is that it removes the need to make a decision. What should I do first? When should I do this? How should I do this? He goes on to say most people never get moving because they can't decide how to get started. You want starting a behavior to be easy and automatic so you have the strength to finish it when it becomes difficult and challenging. So create those rituals that make it um 
make it easy for you to get started since getting started is the hardest part. Uh, in the article, he talks about three step steps to build better rituals and make motivation a habit. And the first step is to make it so easy you can't not do it. Uh, number two, he says it should involve physical movement. You have to, you, you actually get up and do something. Um, and number three is you follow the same pattern every time. And I, I, rather than make this, this, um, episode too long and and too much focused on this article. I do encourage you to read it. There'll be a link in the show notes for James Clear's article on uh, motivation, the scientific guide on how to get and stay motivated. So habits help us in many ways, what kind of habits can boost our productivity? I did a lot of research on this, a lot of thinking about it, and I kind of broke it into categories of physical self-care habits, mental habits, and some practical efficiency type habits. So the physical self-care habits um, are the kinds of things that take care of us uh, to make us stronger and more energetic and healthier so that we can do the things we need to do. One entrepreneur.com article talked about five habits that improve your mental state, motivation, and productivity. And an article on HubSpot also talked about some of these things in, uh, in the 15 habits of highly productive people. And some of the ones that narrowed, uh, it kind of focused on and, and, and that I I thought were important uh, in terms of our physical well-being and how it contributes to our our mental sharpness and our motivation, our productivity. Number one is get enough sleep. Um, one of these articles cited a Harvard Medical School study that found, and I'm quoting here, a lack of sleep can prompt an inability to focus and prohibit higher brain functions. So not, I mean, we all know this, right? We all know that if we don't get enough sleep, it's harder to focus, but really we need to be more intentional about that and realize that our ability to focus and think well is so dependent on getting enough sleep and our ability to do those things is, is key to our productivity. Insufficient sleep is also linked to health problems like heart attack, obesity, and diabetes. So it's important for most of us, most of the time to get somewhere between six and eight hours of sleep every night. Um, kind of associated with that is the, the importance of taking frequent breaks when we're working to restore energy. Even if it's just getting up for five minutes to take a walk around the, the hallway or get outside if we can, uh, get a glass of water and, and kind of rest, give our brain a chance to rest before we go back to work. Number three is to eat the right foods, those healthy foods that promote not only physical health, but brain function. Um, and the simple act of writing down what you eat can motivate you to eat better. And it's something we should all consider. Number four is to exercise regularly. Of course, it makes us healthier, but it also reduces stress and its effects on our body. Uh, exercise, especially kind of a aerobic exercise that makes us, you know, breathe hard, uh, releases chemicals that elevate our mood and fight depression. Exercise can improve our sense of self-confidence and that physical activity of exercising all uh, lets our brain rest and process 
the things that it, it's been doing that we've been putting into it, allowing us to think more creatively. That's why, you know, people talk about when they're out for a run, they get ideas on for a, a solution that they've been struggling with. And the fifth thing here is to build these healthy habits into our daily routine, make them non-negotiable, and soon they'll become automatic. They'll become habitual and will help us to get started. Some of the mental habits that can boost our productivity are things like regular time for prayer and meditation. All kinds of studies, I've talked about it before, that meditation reduces stress, lower, actually lowers our blood pressure. And I, I'm not talking about necessarily meditation in a religious tradition, but just the simple habit of taking 10 minutes to sit quietly, um, you know, focus on our your breathing and let your mind quiet down and your body rest. I use the um, Headspace app for 10 minute guided meditations in the morning. There are other apps like Calm. We've talked about these uh, on previous episodes, but there, there is science behind how this can help us be more productive because we're less stressful and more calm. Uh, another mental habit that can improve our productivity is reading, feeding our minds. Um, Sure, nonfiction, business-related books or things related to whatever it is you, you do for a living, so to speak, but also even fiction can, good quality fiction can feed our minds, um, make us more creative and more um, more able to think creatively. Those things feed our mind, give us resources to draw on for our problem solving. And finally, that mental habit of gratitude. We've talked about it already in this episode. Um, Being grateful, keeping a gratitude log can can create a habit of looking for things to be grateful for. And uh, as we've discussed on previous episodes, grateful people are more, are happier people and more productive people. And then there are some practical efficiency related habits that we can develop to be more productive. Simple habits like creating our day's to-do list the night before, taking five minutes at the end of the workday to look ahead to tomorrow, uh, identifying those two, three, four top tasks that need to get done and making a decision about what you're going to start with. Uh, That way you can hit the ground running and be productive from moment one as you start your day. Um, On that point, consider cutting your to-do list in half. Focus on what's most important and delete the trivial things from your to-do list. One, uh, There's a Forbes article on the nine habits of produ- productive people that talks about this, um, that it's the really highly productive people focus their time and energy on what's most important. That goes to the 80-20 rule that we talked about on a recent episode, the Pareto principle, that 20% of the things you're doing are bringing um, 80% of the results. Find out what those 20% are, focus on those, and call the other things from your to-do list. Delegate them, delete them, defer them, but put your time, energy, and attention into what is going to bring the most results. Make a habit of that, and you will accomplish all those things that are most important to you. Um, Use your mornings wisely. So instead of checking email and social media to see what other people have in mind for your time, focus your early 
uh, morning hours on those uh, a soul-enriching morning routine and your most important projects before you get into uh, looking at what other people want you to do. Uh, creating a habit of outsourcing mindless tasks, those things that are that don't require your personal expertise, your personal attention, uh, hiring help, um, trading with other people. We've done episodes on this in the past, finding ways to get help with those things so you can focus your time on the things that only you can do. Uh, the habit of of knowing when and how to say no. This is one of the things that we struggle with. I'll, I'll put some links in the show notes to some previous episodes where we've talked about ideas for how to say no graciously without offending people uh, and, and setting some boundaries around what you will and won't do. Another really important habit for, um, for productivity is, um, staying focused on one thing at a time. No, not multitasking, not trying to do multiple things at one time, because that actually cuts your efficiency. There's all kinds of science behind this, but, but developing the habit of focusing on the one thing that you're doing while you're doing it before you move on to something else can really help boost your productivity and creating systems that help you work more efficiently, avoid decision fatigue and bypass the need for willpower. I'm going to talk about that in a future episode. This, the, the, I, the thoughts around decision fatigue and willpower and how limited they are as resources and getting your systems in place, routines, things that become habitual, as we talked about earlier, help minimize the impact of those things and let you be effective and efficient in what you do. So how can we create better, more meaningful, and more lasting habits that will keep us motivated to uh, move forward in accomplishing what we need to and want to accomplish? First thing I would say is to start small. Don't try to change everything at once. Find one key habit that will start the ball rolling and work on that until it has become, you know, habitual, until you don't have to think about it. It just, you just do it automatically. And then once that has happened, then you can add another new habit. I mean, we've talked briefly about a number of of good habits that you might want to develop, but to try to incorporate all of those into your uh, routine immediately is kind of a recipe for failure. We're not very good at that. So choose one thing, focus on that until it's become automatic and then add another one. You can add new habits by creating what what some articles have called, some writers have called behavior chains, using current routines to tie a new habit to existing ones. Um, What is something you do already every day that you could attach a new habit to? And one article talked about it when then. So when I do this, then I'll do that. So maybe when, as soon as I brush my teeth, I'll put my workout clothes on. If developing a habit of working out in the morning is important to you, or if you're trying to build some time into your, for writing or for a creative project, um, maybe when I turn on my computer in the morning, I'll write for five minutes before I turn, open my email, anything like that. You can create behavior chains, doing something that's already routine and habitual for you and tying the new thing to that. Um, 
another way that we can create those better and more meaningful and more lasting habits is to minimize the areas that require us to exercise willpower create routines for the mundane aspects of our life so we don't have to make choices that will use up our mental energy. If you always do certain things in a certain way, you never have to spend any time thinking about what to do next or how to do those things. For instance, for me, one of the things I'm wanting to do this year is to focus more time on my health and my fitness, uh, lose some extra weight that I've gained. And so for me in January, before January started, making a decision that I am not eating sugar at all this month was actually easier than saying, I'm going to limit how much sugar I eat. Um, because that latter one saying, well, I'm going to limit how much sugar I eat means that every time I'm presented with a sugary treat, and I love me some sugary treats, but every time I'm presented with one, I have to decide whether I'll eat it. It was much easier to simply say, no, I'm not eating any, any sugar this month. Uh, and I made it through the month without eating it. There were was harder in the beginning of the month um, as I was sort of clearing, I guess, clearing the junk out of my system and the habit of eating junky foods. Uh, but whenever the, an opportunity came up, treats came into the house or we were out for dinner, it, it was, uh, there was no decision to be made. I had made the decision at the end of December that in the month of January, I'm not eating sugar. So it, there was no question about it. And I've continued that into February. Uh, another thing that we can do to help develop those meaningful habits, those helpful habits, is to visualize the process as well as the result of the habit you're trying to build. So in, instead of visualizing your thinner body, visualize yourself working out daily. Or instead of visualizing yourself getting a big promotion or winning an award, visualize yourself doing the work it would take, whatever that work is, to get that promotion or to win that award. There's studies about how how visualizing that process can make a difference in over and above just visualizing the ultimate result. So picture yourself doing that thing that you need to get the result you want. Another thing we can do is use the don't break the chain method that I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, uh, that putting a big visible calendar up on your wall on which you can draw a big red X on every day you do the thing that you're trying to establish as a habit. Our brains like patterns and they don't like to break those patterns. And so just having that calendar up where you can see it and whatever the, the habit is you're trying to develop of doing every day, um, being able to put the big red X on the on the block for that day that you've done it, once you get that chain going, it's much more likely you're going to be motivated to keep going. And of course, know why you want this habit in the first place. When you decide you're going to establish a new habit, whether it's, you know, work-related, personal relationships, whatever, sit down for a few minutes and write down all the reasons you want that habit in place, what benefits you expect to receive as a result and post that list where you can see it. And when you start to waver in your commitment, go back and look at that list and remind yourself why you wanted that habit, um, in, in your life. 
And I, for more ideas on developing new habits, I encourage you to look back at episode 147 of The Productive Woman. That was part of our recurring productive reading series in which I discussed Charles Duhigg's book, The Power of Habit, and also look at episode 114, which was part of the Mindset Matters mini-series. In episode 114, we discussed productive habits, and there's some great ideas there that might help you in identifying uh, useful habits to have and, and creating and implementing them in your life. So... Having a powerful motivation, a powerful reason will help us develop better, more healthy, and more effective habits. And if establishing the right habits, especially that habit of starting, will result in stronger motivation to keep taking the action that will lead to achieving our most important goals. So what do you think? Do your habits contribute to your motivation and productivity, or do they get in the way? Is there a habit you could add to your life that would make a difference for your productivity going forward? I would love to hear your thoughts on this. You can share your questions, your comments, your ideas about this episode in the comments section of the show notes for this episode, which you will find at theproductivewoman.com slash 179. Or you can always post a comment or question on the Productive Woman Facebook page. Or if you're a woman who listens to the show and you're, uh, you're in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group, you can always start the conversation there. And I know lots of us will jump in uh, to, to have that discussion with you. If you want to share your thoughts with me privately, as always, you can email those questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com. I always love hearing from you, and I, I promise I will get back to you as quickly as I can. Don't forget to check out our sponsor, FreshBooks. Remember, they're offering that 30-day unrestricted free trial to the Productive Woman listeners. So if you are running a business and wanting to get the money piece of it in order in 2018, check out FreshBooks to to claim that free trial and see how it might work for you. Go to freshbooks.com slash woman and enter the Productive Woman in the How Did You Hear About Us section. Thank you so much, FreshBooks, for supporting The Productive Woman. And that is it for this episode of The Productive Woman. As always, thank you so much for spending this time with me. I uh, appreciate the time you take to, to listen to what we have to say here. I hope you found it worthwhile and you found something in this episode that is helpful to you. I look forward to hearing from you, and I certainly look forward to talking with you again very soon. So until next time, remember... Extend grace to each other and to yourself, and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.